You're listening to episode 59 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. I hadn't really thought about having a conversation about mental health as an entrepreneur until I started to notice how many people were struggling with it. Like people listening into the show, people that reach out through social media, people that have been students of mine and clients of mine. It's not just about being diagnosed with something. It's about honoring and nurturing your mental health. Because when you are struggling emotionally, when you are struggling mentally, when you feel down, when you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, when you're doubting every move that you make as an entrepreneur or second guessing, or when you go through the valleys of entrepreneurship and business as a whole, that affects your psyche. It affects your mindset. And that ultimately affects your business. And I know that everyone here listening is looking to scale up. So it was time we had a conversation about this because when you honor that category of your life, when you honor your mental health, when you make sure that you're focusing as much on your mindset and what you're thinking and your belief systems and the stories and the narratives that you write in your life as you are on driving the bottom line in your business, everything is positively affected. And it transcends just your work life. And you know, for me, I define success not just by the numbers in your bank account that are coming in through your business or your mission, but more so by the quality of your relationships, your level of fulfillment, how much you feel as though you're living your life's calling. Those are the categories that matter. And this is an area that you have to focus on. So that's why I brought in an expert. Kate Krakow is a psychotherapist, and she's also a confidence and mindset coach. And I love the work she's doing with female leaders and entrepreneurs and people all around the globe because she, through everything from working with people one-on-one to coaching them and having her confident ladies community, she is just hyper-focused on making sure that this area of life is not being forgotten, that mental health is being talked about. Especially today, we break down mental health and entrepreneurship and why it can be such a battle. She has an awesome book coming out too that we talk about on the show that I think will speak to a lot of you guys. So make sure to keep an ear for that. But she's just someone that I so thoroughly enjoyed talking to because she's so real. She's so down to earth. Like when you follow her, which I'm sure you'll want to, You'll see she has this massive following and all these people connecting with her. But if you watch her stories and you get a behind the scenes of who Kate really is, she is so just the girl next door that you want to be friends with and you want to learn from. So I'm pumped to have her on the show today. And I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. And we don't just talk about the concept of mental health and nurturing your mental health and how to be more fulfilled and how to be more purpose-driven and how to make sure that you are rewriting those narratives and not comparing yourself to other people and being you're able to thrive. There's a reason I'm putting this episode at the beginning of the new year, because this has to be number one. But we also talk about the tactics, the tangibles of how you can do it. So if you're in a battle and you are struggling, or if you're just not feeling fulfilled in what you're doing, how can you kind of come back to to base level and say, okay, what are the things that I can be doing, tactically speaking, 
to nurture this area of my life. So make sure you check out the show. Make sure if you are a go-getter who needs that support and you are looking to scale your business in 2020 and really go next level, you go over and apply to the Maverick Mastermind so that we can schedule a call and see if it's the right fit for you because this is an area that we focus on heavily. All right, let's get to the show. Kate, if you only knew how pumped I am to have you on the show, we've never had a psychotherapist on. And on top of that, you focus on a lot of what our audience resonates with, which is this confidence that they need and the mindset they need behind entrepreneurship and leadership and growth. So thank you so much for being on Scaling Up. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Tell me more about your background. Did you always know this was the path for you? And what I'm most curious about, because I kind of geek out on this stuff, is what made you do what you do from an entrepreneurial angle versus taking the more conventional route that most people in your field often take? Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to be a therapist because pretty much my whole life, I struggled with feeling insecure and not really happy with the way that I looked. And I grew up actually, my dad was a pastor and therapy and counseling was not something that we ever talked about. It wasn't something that people in our church went to. And I was just really drawn to it because I knew that it was something that I needed. And it's, it's funny because it's not like a reason to really get into a field, but For me, I just really was curious about myself, about other people, and what made people do what they did. So I decided to go to school for psychology. And then from there, I went and got my master's in social work. And I was sitting in one of the classes, and I remember the teacher talking about eating disorders. And at that moment, realizing, wow, this is actually what I've struggled with my whole life. Like, I just thought it was me wanting to look a certain way or wanting to just be perceived a certain way, but it really wasn't eating disorder. And at that time, I decided to go and get treatment. And it was difficult because, again, it was something that our family never talked about. People I knew never went to therapy at that time. So it was, it was a little bit difficult for me, but I knew that it was something that I needed. And then when I became a therapist, I started working in agencies and hospitals and loved the work that I did with my clients, but knew that I really wanted something more. I never saw myself as an entrepreneur. I never imagined having my own business. I just felt like it would be really overwhelming and scary and I didn't know where to start. But I knew again that I wanted something more. And I was sort of at a point in my career where there wasn't really any more room for growth. Like it was really just staying as an agency social worker. And that's it, like either doing that or becoming a supervisor. And I knew, all right, like maybe I should start researching private practice and how to start a business. And Little by little, I just started doing it and started to build my confidence by just like listening to podcasts and doing these little free trainings and finding free opt-ins. And at that time as a social worker, I wasn't making much money at all. So I didn't have like the money to invest in a business course or anything. And I really also didn't know that anything like that existed. So I just sort of 
again, just little by little started doing the research. And then before I knew it, I had all of the pieces put together to start the business. And that's when I realized the power of mindset because, you know, when I first started taking clients on, I was taking on some of the wrong clients. I was just sort of taking anything that I could get and was not valuing my worth. Like I think the first client I took on was for $20 a session. Wow. And that's actually less than a copay, most people's copay. So I had to start really teaching myself how to speak up, how to charge my worth, how to set boundaries and how to be this businesswoman. And I really started using some of the techniques that I had learned in grad school. I was trained in something called dialectical behavior therapy or DBT. And a big part of DBT is really learning to set boundaries and learning to be assertive and speak up and say what it is that you want, learning to say no. So I was really, really challenged during that time to practice these skills and step out of my comfort zone and learn this new skill set of business foundation that I didn't have before. And once I started to do that, I realized that business started to get easier. And within about two and a half months of launching my business, I actually was making enough money seeing clients one day a week that I was able to match my salary at my nine to five. Wow. And we'll just say as a social worker, you're not making a whole lot of money. So it wasn't that hard, but for me, it felt really exciting and just liberating knowing, wow, like I can actually start this business and create this different life that I didn't think that I could have. So that's sort of where it all started. And then you started to kind of blossom that psychotherapy into more mindset, confidence coaching specific to entrepreneurs. Is that right? Yeah. So what happened was after I started the practice, I live in sort of a small town. I'm about 90 minutes north of Manhattan. I had a lot of other younger social workers or clinicians who were coming to me and saying, like, I heard you started this private practice. How did you do it? Like, where did you find the courage to do this? How did you find all of the skills and everything that you need to start it? So I started just letting people pick my brain and started getting coffee with people and doing this thing that I really didn't realize was called coaching and helping people start their practices. And a friend and I decided because she had opened her practice in the city, we decided, you know what, there's like a lot of young people because we were both under the age of 30 at the time. There's a lot of young people who don't really think this is possible for them because as a therapist, a clinician, you're really told that private practice is something that you do once you're retired. Like once you've paid your dues, you've done the really hard work, you're burned out. And what I noticed was a lot of the clients that were coming to me were saying, wow, this is really different. I've been seeing this other therapist for years and they're falling asleep in session. They're crying in session and telling me about all of their problems and they just don't seem happy. And it actually stresses me out more. So this is really helpful. I feel like I'm learning these tangible skills and this is something I'm not used to. And my friend experienced the same thing. She had people telling her that. So we decided, all right, this seems like something that's a little bit newer again, because the field is really teaching people like you can't do this until you're 
in your 60s or in your 70s or when you're retired. So let's start to teach others. So we actually joined together and we built this workshop and we had 20 something people who showed up for it and all of them went and launched their practices. And through that, I just started to feel so lit up and so excited to teach and to see other people build their businesses. I started having other people come to me, like other types of business owners and just saying like, how do you deal with the struggles? How do you deal with setting boundaries with clients? How do you deal with tough sales conversations or the fears of showing up online? And I decided again, maybe I could help these people. So I started helping them little by little. And then I just decided, all right, I guess I can just call myself a confidence and mindset coach. This, this is sort of what I'm doing. Love that. Um, yeah. And around that time is when I found out that I was actually pregnant with my first. So I decided this would be really great if I can do this online because then, you know, while I'm on maternity, I don't have to go to an office anymore. I can do everything virtually. So that's when I sort of dove headfirst into that. Wow. Yeah. I love hearing the evolution of a business like that, where someone's in a field or a space where the conventional path is one way. And then you see, okay, I can utilize these skill sets. I can utilize what I've learned, but I don't have to do it by the book. I don't have to do it the way the people ahead of me that are now going into retirement have done it and walked down that same road. So it's so fun for me to hear that story because it's one evidence of what's possible no matter what field you're in. And it's also exciting to see other people step into the spirit of entrepreneurship with those skill sets because it means that they can make a bigger impact. Previously, the way you were operating, you would have only been able to make an impact on whomever was sitting directly in front of you versus now where you can touch all these lives through your online business and that, that aspect of your business. So now that you've, you've been doing this for a little bit and you've worked with countless women primarily, what do you see as the biggest battle that entrepreneurial women and you know, business women, they face from your perspective? So from working with the women I've worked with in therapy and also business coaching, there's probably hundreds of things that they face. But what I did was I actually recently wrote a book and I boiled it down to the top 12. And some of those, I'll just give a couple examples. Sure. I won't, won't get into all of them, but like the fear of time, like there's not enough time to get everything done the fear of showing up and being seen and sharing your story. Like that's another big fear. The fear of just not feeling qualified, the fear of not being able to handle entrepreneurship with motherhood. That was a big one I struggled with personally, but I think it's just like for many women, the fear of just failing and oftentimes the fear of succeeding too. Like how will that actually change my life? Will I be able to handle things? I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday and we actually sort of like unlocked that for her, that what was been holding her back from doing something in her business was what will happen when she succeeds, like what that will look like, how that will change things for her. And I know so many people that listen to this might already have a business and, you know, they might be at a certain point that's great and wonderful And they want to get to this other place, but it feels scary because they think like, will I have enough time if I have all of that responsibility? Will I be able to handle it? Will it impact my relationships? So there's, there's so many different fears. So speaking to maybe one or two of those, what are some things that you could tell those of us listening 
that might be struggling with some of those areas. Here's an approach that you can face that fear. Here are some things that you can do, or here are some resources you can lean on. Because I, I know that people listening in, and even myself, like hearing you rattle off some of those, I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely felt that, or definitely worked with people who have said that that's a struggle for them. Yeah. So something that I think most people struggle with is just like the fear of sales mm-hmm. and selling and showing up and feeling like they're going to appear spammy or salesy. And something I always say is I just, this is just like a really simple tip, but just flipping it and having them start visualizing it as invitations and sharing. I use an example in my book actually about, let's just say you baked this delicious tin of brownies and you are at your son's soccer game and you bring this tin of brownies with you and it's so delicious, most likely you're not going to just sit there and eat it yourself. You're going to want to share it with other people. And here's the thing, you might be eating these brownies and other people are looking and they're like, wow, those smell delicious or those look delicious. But most likely if they're a stranger, they're not just going to ask, right? And just say like, hey, can I have one of your brownies? Like they're waiting for your invitation. And some of the time, you know, you're going to put that invitation out there and ask someone like, Hey, do you want to work with me? Do you want one of my brownies? And they might say, yes, I've been waiting for you to ask. I've been looking at those brownies. They smell delicious. They look delicious, but I wasn't just going to be forward and ask, or they may also say no, because maybe they have a gluten intolerance or they're on some type of diet and they don't want to eat chocolate. So just looking at sales as inviting and not feeling bad because people are going to say no. They're not always going to say yes to you. And just knowing that maybe it's just not the right time for them or it's not the right service for them, but being open and available to just put that invitation out there all the time. Because I think many people are afraid, you know, if I talk about this all the time, again, are people going to think that I'm spammy or salesy? But even today with Instagram algorithm and Facebook algorithm, people don't see our stuff all the time. Right. It's they're, very they're not rare. getting spammed with it. No. And the other thing is that people need to see and hear your message over and over and over again to start believing it, to start trusting you, and to start really seeing if this is something that's aligned for them. Definitely. And to add to that too, and I think we forget this, especially in the online space or when we're at least building a name for ourselves online, even if our business is offline, the way you become known for something and a trusted authority figure in something is because someone hears you talking about it over and over and over and over again. And they start to see like, oh, this is her thing or this is his thing. So I've fallen into that trap too, where I'm like, you know, I've already I've already shared that story or I've already shared my story. People don't need to hear it again, but that's what people will resonate with. Or I've already talked about, you know, the value of a mastermind. Do I really want to bring it up again? Well, more people need to understand like, this is something I'm becoming known for and that I can help them with. And I love that brownie example because it's true. We think, oh, well, I put my post up on Instagram and no one wanted to buy my product. And it's like, that's not how this works. You Mm -hmm. have to, that is like, just kind of letting people know it exists, but then behind the scenes of actually sending that invitation to be a part of it or to connect with it or to try it or whatever it is that you're bringing into existence, 
that's what's going to get people to make that connection with you and what you have to offer and say, okay, is this for me or is it not? And if it's not, it's not a reflection on you or your product or service. It's a reflection on what's going on in their life at that time and whether or not it's right for them. So I love that. An analogy that I will definitely use again because I think it's great. Yeah. Let me digress here for a minute. I couldn't even wait for my voice to come back to tell you guys about this because I know if you're listening to the show, you're exactly what I would call a maverick. You're this unorthodox, independent-minded go-getter that's not particularly interested in coloring inside the lines, if you know what I mean. And there's evidence of that too, because if you're running a business or a brand, it's because you had this calling on your heart. And you had this desire to do something of your own and breathe life into that dream and that mission. But you also know that there's this other level for you and that mission that you have on your heart. Don't you know that? Like you feel it in your gut? I know because I did. But in the middle of all this hustling and building and scaling, I was asking myself, is all this hustle, is this for something bigger? Is this ever going to be different? Am I ever going to build something that's actually scalable and that gets me towards my vision. It wasn't until the year I joined my very first mastermind and group coaching program. All of a sudden, after joining that, I went from trying to figure it out on my own and hoping that my next idea would work while I took on more one-on-one coaching clients despite having no time left in the day. And then I went to creating a business and a brand that was finally making its impact. And in this mastermind, I had access to a coach, someone guiding me through the process who was totally invested in me and my mission. And it was like the meeting of the minds. They brought together all these other maverick thinkers to bring value to the group, to mastermind with each other, to lift each other up, to hold each other accountable, and to give us that fast-tracked process, like the strategy the know-how of what we needed to move things forward. Wouldn't that be amazing to finally feel like you're not just pulling it from everywhere and trying to piece it together over the course of five, 10 years and wasting all this money and time, but you're doing it now. You're seeing the results. You're making the impact. You're making the income. So if you're this solopreneur, you're a one-man show or someone with a few contracted people on your team that you use for different things, or you're starting to generate income and you've grown your income a bit, but you know there's a better way of doing this, or you're an influencer, but you rely way too much on social media, which can shut you down at any minute, and you rely on your following, but it's not actually getting you paid well enough, or it's just brand deal after brand deal, or you're the service-based business like I used to be with no scalable offers that are going to help you grow past this plateau, you feel stuck, but you have these big, and I am talking stupid big dreams you want to make happen. I feel you. I was you. And I know that I can help you because I did it myself. So I usually keep it behind closed doors, invite only, very selective, but I've had enough of you connect asking how they can be a part of this, how you can channel into some of the things that I've been doing behind the scenes with other people to help them see the success and the growth in their impact, in their influence, in their income, in their freedom of time. So I thought about it and I prayed about it and I decided that if I had the solution to a struggle that I've personally experienced and I know other people are going through, it's hard to scale a business on your own and turn this vision into a reality. I had to share with people, my people, and that's you guys. So this is literally for you. My Maverick Mastermind and Group Coaching Accelerator. It's going to be locked and loaded and designed to be that launching pad for you to build the business that supports your craziest, wildest dreams. 
not just winging it, not just hustling, building the business strategically that's getting you where you want to go, like now. But here's the catch, because I feel, and I've always kind of felt this way, I feel really strongly about pouring into each maverick that's a part of this movement. So I limit my spots very much so, hence my hesitation of sharing it here. And let me put the disclaimer on it. This isn't for people who haven't started yet or haven't put their wheels in motion in any capacity. This is for the mavericks who have something established and are ready to go to the next level. The next level in their business, in their lives, have the breakthroughs that they've never had before, feel clarity in their mission, their branding, and walk through my scaling up method that's totally proprietary to this group alone. So if that's you or if you had someone pop into your head when you're listening to this and you're like, okay, my best friend, my sister, my spouse, they're kicking butt, but they need help, make sure you get over to the application page or send them over to it. We'll be hand-selecting applicants. You don't want to miss the opportunity to make this next year the year that actually changes everything. So you can find that application over at elizabethhartke.com forward slash mastermind underscore maverick. That's elizabethhartke.com forward slash mastermind underscore maverick. And there will be a link in the show notes for you too. I cannot wait to get started with this group. This is going to be the most epic 2020. I just had to share it with you, despite my raspy little laryngitis voice. So let's get back to the show. So I want to talk about something specific for a second, mental health in entrepreneurship. Mental health in general, for some reason, for a long time, was a taboo subject. Now it's becoming a little bit more mainstream, thankfully, and and people are talking about it. And it's not like this nasty, horrible thing. We all have the same way we take care of our physical bodies. We have to take care of our minds. It's the same concept, and there shouldn't be a stigma around it. And one thing I see, especially this time of year, and maybe you can speak to this because you're you're mentoring so many different entrepreneurs and people in this space. When people are running a vulnerable, what I call a vulnerable business, what I mean by that is when I look at your website and I look at what you're doing specifically, you're not just a coach that only offers one-on-one services because that's not a scalable business model and it's a pretty stressful business model. It means you could just like in the days of old when you were just counseling people one-on-one, you get capped in how much you can earn, you get capped in how much time there is in the day and it, it becomes a stress and it also becomes a ceiling. So this kind of is speaking to my service-based clients that struggle because they're capped in their growth or my clients that really want to scale, but they're just selling products alone or they're only running events or they're only doing brand deals as influencers. They're setting themselves up for that stress. They're setting themselves up to be mentally taxed. And I believe a lot of running a successful business comes down to the actual business model. Like what are your offerings? How do you bring them into the world? And how do you run your business? So can you speak to that a little bit? Have you seen a difference between the people who have like a more robust, strong business model where maybe they have some evergreen systems set up so that they have the passive income coming in that allows them to take a break when they need it? Or they have a team in place so that they can take a vacation with their family without being on their phone the whole time. Like where are the places that you see people, you know, one of the the fears you talked about was not enough time. Where do you Mm. see the people struggling with this piece that causes additional stress? And do you ever see that correlation with how they actually are running their business? Yeah. I think oftentimes people feel like I can do it all myself Mm -hmm. and I'm the only one who's going to care this much about my business. And I will say that you as a business owner are going to care the most about your business. 
but you have to trust and believe that there are other people out there that can help you within your business and are going to love your mission, believe in what you do and want to also see it succeed. So yeah, I see, I think a lot of people who are fearful, especially, you know, maybe they're at a place where they're bringing money into their business, but they're afraid to start outsourcing or hiring a team member and investing. But like you said, you cannot do it all yourself. And if you try to do it all yourself, you're going to fail. You have to get help in other places. And I think it's also about like looking at what's going on in your life at the moment and really just adjusting at times because there may be a season where maybe you have a little bit of extra time and you want to take more one-on-one clients. And then there's a season where you're like, I can't take any one-to-one clients. So it's really smart for me to create a mastermind like you have, because I can serve all of these women at the same time. They also can lean on each other and help each other. And you know, you're still able to create an income for yourself without burning out. And when you can do that and not burn out, you show up even better as a business owner for the clients that you serve. I totally agree. I totally agree. And one thing a mentor said to me once, and I, I believe it so wholeheartedly, you spoke about seasons. And there's this period in the beginning of your business where you don't have the luxury of seasons in the same sense as someone who has built a stronger business model. And what I mean by that is you're pushing a boulder up a hill, right? When you're building your business. And when you're in those initial stages of your business, especially if you're just service-based or if you're just brand deals, if you just have one thing, you know, if you take a step back or you need that mental space to say, I just need to take a break the boulder starts to roll back down the hill because you haven't gotten it up over the peak yet. What gets it up over the peak is then doing what we're just talking about, which is saying, all right, I'm getting pretty taxed. I need to bring in some people who can support me on my team, or I need to create an online course or a mastermind or an event that also kind of supplements my one-on-one business so I can cut back on the amount of one-on-one clients that I have. Or instead of just being an influencer who's doing brand deals and hoping that they don't pull the plug on me, I can start to use that skill set to train other influencers how to grow their businesses and, and use whatever I've learned along the way. And then you start to get that boulder up over the peak. And when it's going downhill, then you can have seasons. You can have a season of rest. One of the greatest blessings in the, the businesses that we've built in our family is that they have built room and space for that. And it's one of the main things that I teach in my masterminds with my one-on-one clients is one of the giant pillars of what we're doing is building in time freedom and in passive income streams so that you can have seasons so that you can say, I just had my baby. And this season is a season where I'm not building my business. It's where I'm nurturing my family. Mental health wise, it leaves room for that healing and paying attention to what you need most. So staying on that topic a little bit, can we talk more about that? Like, How are you coaching entrepreneurs through those really stressful times in their business or in their life? And are there any techniques or strategies you can share with us that, that might serve us while we're in this, the chaos of this particular season? Yeah. So I think often in business and just in life in general, we have these moments where we feel like we're starting to unravel. Like we feel the anxiety coming up. Maybe for some people it's depression. And we feel like, gosh, what happened? Like, I feel like this has just come out of nowhere. 
Because we know in entrepreneurship, there's the waves, right? Like you could wake up one morning, feel great. And then the next moment you're panicking because X, Y, and Z is not happening the way you thought it was going to happen. So I think that it's so important that we take really good care of ourselves. And I know that you'd agree with this, like our mind and body are all connected. So something when I was learning as a therapist, something that I was taught in dialectical behavior therapy, we use, it's called a DBT diary card. And I took this diary card that I used to use with my therapy clients and adapted it for my business coaching clients because I realized how important this was. So on this diary card, it has every day of the week. And then under that, it has the most important things that are just our basic needs in life. So getting enough sleep, making sure you drink water. I have my water right here next to me. Always have water near me. Making sure you eat healthy meals, making sure that you take time out of your day for gratitude, prayer, meditation, whatever that might be, making sure that you're not isolating yourself and you're nurturing your relationships every day. Because I know as a busy entrepreneur, there's times where I'm sure some of you go throughout your day and you realize I haven't talked to anyone today. Yep. Like I haven't checked in with anyone. And all of these things are so important. And I like to call them vulnerabilities because if we are not making sure that we're balanced in all of these areas and balance can look different for many people, what tends to happen is all of these little vulnerabilities sneak up on us. And that's when the anxiety happens. And again, it doesn't come out of nowhere. And when you can use this diary card, you can really start to track all of that and understand, okay, so I'll actually use myself as an example. Yesterday, I was feeling a little bit anxious and I haven't felt this way in a long time. And I was like, what is going on? Because I think sometimes when the anxiety comes, we start to think like I must be doing something wrong or things are just not going to work out right in my business. We start thinking all of the worst case scenarios. And I paused and I said, okay, what was going on the last couple of days that maybe led up to this? And I realized the night before my little one's been sick. I actually, I stayed up late and I worked until 10 o'clock and then I didn't go to bed until about midnight. And my little one got up at two o'clock in the morning and she was sick. She was up for a little bit, went back to bed. I had to get up at 4.30 to go finish recording my audio book. So I got two and a half hours of sleep. And because of that, I was guzzling coffee yesterday morning to make sure I could stay awake to finish recording my audiobook. So it seems so simple, right? Because we all know not sleeping, being dehydrated, drinking too much caffeine, like that could cause anxiety. But I think often we forget and we just go because we're just go, 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 going. And we don't realize that there's these little things that are so simple and so basic. If we can just meet our basic needs, we can be so much more mentally clear and prepared for our day. So I think, you know, that's just a little example, but I have this success tracker. I can actually share it with you to share with people if they yeah, want to use it. Yeah, that would be awesome. But again, I'll always ask people if they're like, okay, I started freaking out yesterday. I don't know what was happening. Okay, go look at your tracker. Go look at your success tracker, see what was going on, what was leading up to that. And I think also for female entrepreneurs and just females in general, like really tracking our cycles. I don't know if anyone here does that. But I think it's really important because for me, I know 
like at certain times of the month, I need a little bit more space to just go inward. Mm -hmm. And I know that I need to be more gentle with myself. I know that I can't overbook myself because I'm going to be feeling, I don't know, maybe just a little bit more tense than normal. And then I also know from tracking my cycle that there's other times of the month where I feel like I have more energy, where I feel excited to go out and to socialize more with people because I'm actually an introvert and I love to socialize, but it does take a lot from me sometimes. Definitely. Yeah, I can relate to that. And I think just paying attention, like both to like our cycle and our, just our bodies and what, what we're feeling in that moment, you know, like when we feel stretched so thin, when we are setting ourselves up for those failures because we were up so late the night before and chugging coffee the the, the next morning. And I think that it's such a simple concept, but we really, we don't look at cause and effect. We look at the big things that are happening. We look at the the failure that we had in our business that week or, or the client that canceled on us or the struggle that we're having or the thing that we're launching. And we're not paying attention to how we fueled our body that day or if we even fueled our body that day or how much rest we got or the argument that we had with our spouse or what's going on with the kids. Those things all pile up and turn into big things, but we don't give them any credit and we don't pay attention to them or track them or try and make sure that we nurture them to give ourselves a strong foundation so that when the big things happen in our business, we're equipped for it versus crumbling. And I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head and people don't talk about that because it seems obvious, but it also gets completely Mm -hmm. ignored and neglected. I'm so glad you spoke to that. I wanted to ask you a really random question, but I, I just see this in you and I see that this is a vocation to you. Like this is something you do because you're called to do it. And you, you use the phrase, like I knew I, I didn't have entrepreneurship on my heart. I didn't know that's what I wanted to do, but I knew I, there was something more for me. If you hit the mega bucks, like I'm talking like the stupid big one, you know, the hundreds of millions, would you still do what you do? Oh yeah. I actually always talk about this with friends and family. If I, like, I want to someday be like that secret millionaire next door (laughs) where no one has any idea. I just work my same business, do my same thing, Mm -hmm. have a lot of money and just give it away because I, I like, I can't, I'm not going to even start getting into this because I just get so emotional, (laughs) but I just feel like we are so many of us are just so blessed and so fortunate Mm -hmm. to have what we have. And there's just so many people are in our country around the world who don't have just our basic needs that we have. So if I, yeah, if I had a hundred million dollars, if I won the, the lottery, I would still keep doing what I'm doing in my work. I would find a way to invest into my work even more and make an uh, even bigger impact, but I would share a lot of that money too. Yeah. I think that's a good indicator that you're doing the right thing, that you're in the right place. I, we talked about that. My husband asked me that question the other day, which is why it was on my mind. Yeah. I was like, Oh heck yeah. I'd still do what I do. I'd just do it a lot faster. I'd do it with, you know, more fire behind it and be able to serve more and give back more and touch more lives. So yeah, you're you're, you're my people with that answer. So you have a book coming out. It's thinking like a boss, right? Yes. When does that launch? February 18th. Oh, exciting. Okay, guys, put that on your must buy list. I know I'll be checking it out. And 
I always like to ask this because I think it's a value to, to our listeners. What resources come to mind when like along the journey of learning business and, and growth and confidence and mindset and all those things that you tap into? Any books you've read or podcasts you've listened to or events you attended that you're like, oh my gosh, if you're struggling with this, you got to check this out. Like this was a game changer for me. Yeah. So two things actually. First was Marie Forleo. Love her. I'm not sure if you follow, yeah, you follow Marie. I don't know how, but she just started popping up in my Facebook ads. Like before I even had a business, it was probably because I started Googling entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was like, wow, this woman is interesting. (laughs) Like she's got really colorful language and she's just really different. Like I've never heard someone be this bold before. And I just was so attracted to her because it was total opposite of what I was. And started to watch all of her videos. And that's honestly what really helped me early on in my therapy practice, learning and hearing her talk about boundaries, just about like setting your own limits in business. She was a huge impact for me. And then actually I went on and took B-School. Yeah. Great program. Yeah. And where can people come find you? Because I know that after this, they're going to want to be able to contact you and learn from you. So where are the best places to hunt you down? Yeah. So my favorite place to hang out is Instagram. It's just my name, Kate Kraco. Love me some Instagram stories. Yep. And then my website, katekrakow.com. And I also have a podcast, Thinking Like a Boss. Awesome. I feel like this is a conversation that we could have probably talked about for a really long time because it's so important. You know, a lot of us are out there working towards our dream and putting up a highlight reel, but behind the scenes we're struggling and we're emotionally taxed and we're questioning whether we're, we're capable or confident enough to make this happen. So I love that you're opening the doors to that conversation, a very necessary one. And I'm glad we could have it here today on scaling up. So thank you so much, Kate, just keep doing what you're doing and I'll keep cheering you on. Cause I think it's important work. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.